What's his legacy? What does he leave to the next generation? What does he leave to his children? A really nice car? And how did he get it? Oh, he scammed a bunch of people? Oh, what a legacy. That's great. So you're going to shit coin. You know, you're going to take advantage of ignorant people and you're going to line your pockets. And that's your legacy. Yeah, hello everybody and welcome back to the Why Bitcoin Podcast. <clears throat> the podcast where we question everything, but mainly, why Bitcoin? I'm your host, my name is Jeff. I'm joined here today by my, uh, well man, by my uh, absolutely wonderful co-host Doug. Doug, how you doing? Hello, yes. How are you doing, buddy? Doing excellent. Listen, listener, Doug and I talked at the beginning of the show. We're Bitcoiners and uh, there's problems Bitcoiners in the world. for life, spelled Bitcoin with an is... L, L Y F E. Okay. Right? You can be, you, you can make your own shirt and wear that. <laughs> That'll be fine. With the number four, Bitcoiners for life. I don't know if Sorry. that would, I mean, I see where you're going with it. I feel like we're better than that, though. <laughs> feel like we don't I'm not. It. I'm absolutely not better than that. Okay, fair enough. I, I, I like having <laughs> cool shirts. I just don't know if Bitcoin for life is... Okay, I'll, I'll get one. If you get one, I'll get one. We are Bitcoiners <laughs> for life here. Bitcoiners we... for life. Oh, do we... We... Was it... should we put a Z in it? Bitcoin as? Bitcoin like as. A... Bitcoin yeah. A-Z. I mean, would that be a... Yeah, you got it. Yeah, Bitcoin A-Z. So Bitcoin as... For life. For life. We'll be like our own. We'll be like the North American version of Island Boys. Because I don't think those guys are from North America, are they? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're in uh, Florida. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> That's heartbreaking. That's That hurts my soul. Listen, the crazies, come, the, the crazies come from Florida. It's okay. <laughs> that is true. That's what, hap That's That's true. what happens when you let people do what they want to do. They get to express themselves however they want to. Oh, you know my what? God. Being a Bitcoiner for life, I was actually thinking about that uh, as I got out of the, as I was walking it. It's like my first 30 years of my life, I don't know what I was doing, but I know for the the rest of my life, I'm going to be a Bitcoiner. So it's funny you say that. It really is. It, do you ever think about that? Like uh, I have on, on a few occasions, I think, oh man, I really want more Bitcoin. Like I just, the last paycheck wasn't as big as I wanted it to be or whatever. And I need to get more. And then I am reminded, oh yeah, I'm going to buy this shit forever, forever and ever until I die. So it's going to be okay. Like, it's kind of crazy. What The reason I say it is because when we started, I was like, oh my God, I have to get as much as I can, as fast right. as I can. You know, it's right. just like accumulate as fast nutty. as possible. You, yeah. were, you were straight up crazy, bro. I lost my mind. I'm still sitting in just a folding chair right now. I used to have a very yeah. comfy computer chair. <laughs> my, my wife, she even, you know, it was nice. Uh, I put, this is bad. I, I finally put our bed on a bed frame. So that's another upgrade to our life. And she's like, we might need to get, or what did she say? Anyways, I sold our nightstands as well. Like, you know, the little bedside tables you have? Yeah. You, <laughs> so are, I sold, God, you are crazy, dude. I sold everything. Like, I'm not kidding. So I sold those and we just have two little, like, uh, plastic buckets beside our bed to put our phone and books and whatever you put in your nightstand. And she's like, 
oh, I lost my thing. It's supposed to be in my nightstand here somewhere. And she referred to the plastic bucket as her nightstand. I was like, oh, this is... <laughs> Dude, okay, come on. Come on, man. Do, do I, your do wife I... has put up with so much crap in the last year alone. Like, I don't even know what your marriage is like beforehand. But come on, I know this last year. Get her a nightstand. I think that's, I think that's I gotta might be have a, to. or make her one. You're a carpenter, dude. I know. I could. Yeah, I could make something. That there you cool. go. I need to clear out. I in my old place in uh, Ontario, I had this big garage that I was going to use as a shop, and it's another heartbreaking thing. But I have a I have a garage here. It's just a little bit smaller. I just need to organize it, so I could do that. Yeah. But yeah, nightstands are gone. Computer chairs are gone. How did I get here? Oh yeah. So I think maybe it's okay. <laughs> Oh man, I don't want to be on record for saying this, but maybe it's okay to own a chair in a nightstand. Oof. Well, there goes the rest of our audience. Thanks, I know, buddy. right? I I don't know. The only I... thing that had a, the only thing that they were hanging on to was at least Jeff hasn't bought chairs, but now <laughs> forget it. I don't know. It's do over, I buy, dude. Do I buy like yeah, maybe I should just make a nice nightstand or buy a nightstand. There <laughs> Like even to just get a cheap one from IKEA, the stupid whatever it's called. No, don't buy don't buy Fiat. No, you know what you should do, honestly. Don't is do you guys have Amish up there? Uh, I don't know if there's Amish where I'm at here. Or are they Mennonites where you are? Well, where I was before, they were all over the place in Ontario. But I don't know if they're yeah. here. I haven't traveled far enough. You should like either you should make it yourself, which is a very Bitcoiner thing to do, or you should like buy one of superior supreme quality you know like go find an amish made nightstand or something like that because those guys don't mess around dude like they, they don't even use nails they'll like put it together with like wood pegs and stuff so you know it's good you know, you know what i mean you want to know how crazy and maybe this might actually sadden you too you want to know some other shit that i sold i was like i went to school for cabinet making to learn how to make like fine furniture and I made a bookshelf and I made myself a nightstand and a couple tables and I sold all that shit too. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I sold come on. Everything. You sold the stuff you made? I did, yeah. All right, well then it's time to make more. That's all. Yeah, exactly, right? And you know what? The the guy that bought it was super stoked about it and I got to talk to him about Bitcoin. So it it made me happy. It was worth it. Okay. All right. Uh, I mean, that's that's good. But yeah, it, I mean, look, th there's no point in selling everything off and buying Bitcoin if if you have to you buy that and your family again. have to just live essentially in poverty. You know what I mean? Well, we're not living in poverty, and we were trying to like down. Bro, your your wife is using a plastic tub <laughs> from Walmart as a nightstand. I mean, look, That's I'm not your life, judge. Baby. I'm not here to judge. I'm just saying it's okay to have nice things. It's just, and that's the point of Bitcoin, right? Is to like only have nice things, things that you would want to spend money on, not shit from Ikea. Yeah, you're right. Ugh. Come that, on, that, man. That, that's a good way to think of it. It's it's okay to own things, but own things that you want to own instead of just buying shit that is right. shitty. Yeah, man. Quote that's, me on that. That was a good quote. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be that's the what it is so yeah if there's any new if you're new to bitcoin maybe you lost your mind like i did and you think you have to sell everything i mean you probably should because bitcoin's great but don't go too hard 
Well, I don't know. Man. No, go hard, but go, go hard, hard in the right direction. Oh yeah, you the know. Point, the point is, is that you have the rest of your life to accumulate more Bitcoin. That that's what, I thought the world like I was running around like Chicken Little, like the sky is falling tomorrow. You know, like the flood is coming. It's happening yep. now. And yep. the more and more as time goes by, the more I talk to people, it's like, this is going to be a long drawn out process. So let's just enjoy it. Like if there's a flood coming of absolute a shitstorm, we're probably just like splashing our toes in the puddles right now. Right. It's just slowly it's creeping up. Once we're once we're knee deep, maybe you start to get a little worried, start building a boat. But I was thinking we were like already underwater. You know, I was like, oh, my God, I need to swim to this. Yeah. I, yeah. I think I think when reality pulled a rug pull on both of us, we sort of felt like we had no uh, we went from what we thought was like solid ground to just a pit. Like we yeah. were just falling, you know, yeah. and I don't know. I don't know if people listening to us uh, think like that still relate um, to. Yeah, I don't know. You know, but, uh, I know, I know that, uh, I know that going down the rabbit hole has, um, it's, uh, it's been good and it's been bad. I have to admit because like, cause like you, I was, I was, you know, this is it. This is, first of all, everyone thought hundred K last year. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so we all were kind of like banking on that to like be the life preserver, I think, you know? Mm -hmm. And then that didn't happen. And then we were like, oh my God, it's all going to end. And I don't have enough. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, but it didn't end. So, okay. And, and I have more time to stack at lower levels, which is nice. Right. Right. You know? Um, so, but don't worry. There's plenty of other rabbit holes that you can go down. You can go down the, uh, the seed oil hole you can go down the bad, carnivore man. hole have you been you looking at down. seed oils it's insane Dude, today it's... i was so pissed so pissed because okay. i had just bought a bottle of olive oil like mm -hmm. two weeks ago mm -hmm. right and i and i thought maybe it was kind of low so i bought another one and i'm looking at the shelf right at the grocery store and there was one bottle that I looked at. I was like, okay, fine. And then I looked at the other one. I'm like, oh, that's the one I got last time. And then I noticed there's a little thing on the bottle of olive oil that said 20% olive oil. And I was like, what? What the shit? And so I looked, 20% olive oil, 80% sunflower seed oil. <laughs> I know, it's so bad. And they sold, but it's listed as virgin olive oil yeah like that was and it was in the olive oil section like what the hell so i came home i bought the other one and i made sure that it was 100 percent olive oil and i Probably came home and I threw out the other bottle. was it was it way more expensive the pure no oil? that was the thing is they're basically oh, really? the same price hmm. okay i was like holy shit what is the deal man how could you just get it i mean it was uh so fiat dude just sludge yeah man i bought I bought garlic and it was just like, I bought, I usually just buy the full things of garlic and I was being lazy. So I'm just like, I'll just buy like this already minced garlic. Okay. Take it yeah. home. Yeah. It's just like ingredients, garlic, second ingredients, canola oil or whatever. It's like, why do you shove this shit in here? You don't need this mm. in here. I bought steak spice. Cause like, I've just been putting salt and pepper on my steaks. I'm like, 
I'm going to, I'm going to get something. I'm going to get something to put on there. And then the last ingredient, sunflower, whatever the, some sort of junk in it. I'm like, why is this in a spice mix? It's in everything. Yeah, dude. That's why I pretty much like for, for steaks. So I haven't looked, I I actually just did that tonight because I bought steaks for tomorrow night. So I'm putting them in, um, a Ziploc bag filled with oil, olive oil, actual olive oil. And then I did buy that minced garlic and I don't know what they packed it in. I'm going to have to go back and look. Um, and then some, uh, rosemary, I think. Yeah. Check your garlic. I'm telling you. Yeah. But I, I mean, I don't know, man, like that, that I kind of get, and it doesn't bother me that much. Cause I usually kind of drain that off anyways. I don't really use the, the goo, know, the, yeah, the, the goo, but, um, uh, like so that part I, I don't know i wouldn't freak out about that necessarily but yeah it's I, in spices like why why do you need that like just use salt and pepper you know what i mean yeah they're trying to get us they're trying to <clears throat> oil us up with whatever goo they're putting in there destroying you yeah. giving you sunburns i don't know man it's crazy that, it that's a whole wild. thing yeah so th- my point is there's a lot of rabbit holes you can go down and uh yeah, I guess that's it. Like, there's lots of, I guess I'm, I'm kind of, I, I guess my real point is that I've sort of reached burnout levels, you know, mm-hmm. like, I don't know how people can be professionally pissed off all the time. Yeah. That's a curiosity to me because I just can't do it. Like I've gotten to the point now where it's like, especially not being on Twitter, I've really, I've really noticed how jacked up I was emotionally all the time. Mm-hmm. And now after being off of it for like two weeks or three weeks, whatever it's been, it's like, yeah, just go after yourself. I don't care. You know, I don't care about the politics. You're going to do what you're going to do. It doesn't matter. You know, uh, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to join the outrage anymore. I just, I just can't be bothered. You know, like I have things that are important to me that I'm focusing on and the, the outrage of Twitter it's just, I'm kind of done with it. Like, I really thought about it like two weeks ago. All right, I should probably make another account. And then I was like, mm, that's hard work. I don't really want to do that right now. And now I'm at the point where it's like, I don't, I don't even want to be on it really, mm-hmm. you know? So that's what they say to kid. Like it's, well, I mean, you had a pretty bad habit of it, right? I also, I'm not judging you. I also, have yeah, a bad I did. Habit of it. I did. But um, yeah, that's what they say. It's like the first it's just like quitting smoking first three days is really tough. And then if you make it the three days, make it a week. And then once I think there's a, there's a special number, I think it's like 24 days. Once you hit 24 days, then like you're golden. Same thing. Like if you want to start running, you know, you got to run every day for a week. Okay. And then once it becomes a new habit. So now you have a new habit of not being on Twitter, which is good, healthy. Yeah. The only problem is, is I got nothing to look at while I'm taking a shit. That's yeah. Well, get books. You know what? I got uh, so I got this new program on my phone, and I know some people like I. I thought reading on a phone would be stupid. It is kind of stupid, but I'm getting used to it. And yeah. it's Amazon Prime powered, and it's like all the Kindle books. But you pay you pay a whatever it is, ten bucks a month or something. I don't. I can't remember what it is. But you get access to like a whole crap ton of, of books for free. Right. Well, I guess it's not free because it's 10 bucks a month, but like there's a bunch of Bitcoin books. So I've, I've, I read uh, Jason Williams book. There's uh, the internet of money, the block size wars, 
um, the bullish case for Bitcoin, they're all on there. So instead of going to Twitter, I just go to my book and then I, I read, you know, a couple pages or a chapter or whatever, which is nice. So I can send you the link. Yeah, but those those subscription services, man, those are dubious to me. You know, I know they do. Yeah, Cause, I know. Because it's like, OK, how long until they just start taking paragraphs out or changing words or, <laughs> you know, like they're doing it with movies now. You know, like, do you remember yeah. E.T.? Did yeah. you ever watch E.T. when you were a kid? I was very young, but sure. Why? What did they do so, E.T.? So this, and it's a small thing, but it's, so what they did is they, they came back and they edited out, uh, there's a scene where the kids are on bikes and then E.T. makes them all fly, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and they fly over these cops, like the cops are trying to stop them, right? So they create a, a roadblock and then... Then E.T. flies them up over everybody and blah, blah, blah. And anyways, in the original scene, the cops all had guns because that's what cops have. And uh, Spielberg apparently went back and he edited everything so that they're all holding walkie-talkies instead instead of guns. Yeah. And so it's just like that kind of stuff where it's like, especially with books where like, you know, you can't have things like, tom sawyer and huckleberry finn because you know they say the n-word and uh you know never mind the fact that those books were actually anti-slavery uh you know no no no, we gotta we gotta edit them and stuff and and it's so easy now with everything being digital it's just like oh i'll just go in do 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 okay changed you know like i like hard copies man yeah i just i I, I i appreciate what you're doing and it's good but like no, I, I'd like, I'd like more hard copies of books. It's just <laughs> like, I think about going to like, I'd have to go to the bookstore and then I have to have the book on me when I'm walking around my house. Like mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. the amount of shit, my phone, I don't know. I just, I think I'm like, like my kid sees my phone and he knows what it does and it does everything. Like my phone could, yep. it controls everything. And it's just, it's so convenient. It's just crazy yeah. how this little device does everything. I don't know. I don't want to talk about phones too much, but it's really wild to me that like my son is going to know that like, this is what life is here. You have your phone so that you can put on a video or you can change the channel on the TV or you can play music or you can look up literally anything you want, or you can pay, like, right. you know, I'm bringing it back to Bitcoin. You can pay somebody something. Everything is going to be on your phone. So it's just, it's nice to have books there. No, no, I'm, I don't get me wrong, dude. I have books on my phone and I've read them. Okay. I, like I'm not, and I mean, I have audible too. I've been, I've been kind of getting into audible cause it's nice when I'm working in the, mm-hmm. in the shop, but I will say this since I quit Twitter, I've sort of made it like a policy that I read a actual book before I go to bed or while I'm like in bed before I go to sleep and I am falling asleep better and faster and having better sleep as a result over the last two weeks. Now yeah. I know that's anecdotal, but I know there's something to do with blue light or whatever that's like screws yep. with your sleep patterns. Yep. Yep. But now I'm to the point where like, I don't feel good just going to bed. Like I have to read, even if it's just like three pages you know, I just have to have my mind set and settled in that way of reading. And I've really been enjoying it, dude. Like, again, going back to these old ways, you know, mm-hmm. there's something really inherently better about them. And I don't know how to tell people that without sounding like a psychopath. We're all so psychopaths. I know it's crazy. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> I think 
I think these phones, they just, I don't know if humans were ready for them. Like they, they upgraded so fast when I was in grade six, we didn't have cell phones and now we do, we right. have whatever the hell these things are and the brain's just not ready for it. Like humans don't evolve that fast. Our brains aren't ready for it. So it's destroying us. You, you got to put it down, but it's just so convenient. Well, and now they have, I mean, they're doing, they have professionals that come in and figure out how to make sure you keep scrolling, dude. Like this is, this is not even, this is not even like conspiratorial stuff. Like this is legitimate. There are plenty of articles and, and interviews where like Bill Gates and Steve Jobs wouldn't even let their kids have, you know, the iPads and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Or you talk about how like the, um. Like the actual, like when you pull down, um, you know, like when you pull down to refresh your feed or whatever, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So that's actually, that was designed on purpose because it simulates a, um, what do you a call slot that? Machine. Yeah. A slot machine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it gives that, it, it, re- it recreates that, that mental neural pathway of like, Ooh, what am I going to hit? You know, am I going to get, you know, five cherries or is this going to be, you know, six bananas or whatever, you know, like whatever slot machines are, I don't know, Mm -hmm. but it's like, that was done on, that was a conscious design that was done on purpose so that the human mind could sort of be hacked and for not force you, but entice you to use these things over and over again. And like, you just start to add it all up, man. You know, the food, the tech, uh, the job choices, the education, and like you just start to go a little goofy, you know? Mm-hmm. The fur- yeah, like, like you said, the furniture too, right? Like what people build, and we were talking about, yeah, that, right? Was that before you know? the show or after? I can't remember because I was just no, thinking, no, that was... yeah, that was wow. Okay, uh, the, the Amish thing is like <laughs> to bring COVID, it's like. Yeah, I read a thing like, oh, how did the Amish get over COVID so quickly? Well, they don't have TVs. And it was like joking, but also true. And now right. in Ontario, again, they're starting to ramp up for all this like, okay, get ready to put masks back on the kids in schools and shit. And here in Alberta, it's just nothing. It's just normal. Like, nobody gives a shit. So yeah, it's, exactly. it's just crazy how easily people are controlled and you don't realize it's happening and you're, you have access to all this information everywhere, but people hyper-focus on what's going on in their life and they think that what they know is happening is, is the real thing. So you gotta, you gotta step out of that shit every once in a while and just, yeah, smell the flowers. Absolutely, dude. Like, uh, so we had a couple of dead trees in the front yard and my wife really has wanted them gone for a long time. And so we called the guy in and he was doing the assessment and the, the, uh, what do you call that? When you give a estimate, an estimate, right? An estimate. And I'm walking around the yard and I'm like, yeah, I'd like you to do this and do that and, you know, trim this off. And there's a couple of widow makers up in this willow tree and blah, blah, blah. So he comes back and he's, he's going to do the work and he gets all done. And I told him, I don't want you chipping anything. Like I want it all. So just leave it on the ground. I'll take care of it. It's fine. And now I have like these beautiful pieces of black walnut, like the nice. the limbs that he chopped down and he cut them all up into like nice long, you know, like two, three foot sections. It's like, I'm so excited. To, like, that's exciting to me. Like, I don't give a shit about what's on TV or who's winning the bachelor or whatever that crap is. I'm not 
I don't care about your sports ball teams anymore. Like they've, they've burned me out on that shit with their politics. I don't give a shit about red or blue or who's winning or whatever. It's like, I'm excited about some chopped wood sitting over there seasoning up real nice. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to plane down and turn into spoons and shit. Like that's exciting to me now, you know, it's just, it's a totally different perspective that I don't know that I would have had without Bitcoin, to be honest, but I just, you know, people have, we've got to get out of it, dude. We've got to get out of this trap because, and I, and I don't know how to do it. And I do think it's a trap. Like I said, I think Mm -hmm. these things have been designed on purpose. I think the food has been designed on purpose to make you not as full as you could be, make you crave it. Dude, you know, let me add, okay. (laughs) This is, uh, I, I, this is insane what happens. So you and I are both doing relatively carnivore diet. I'm pretty open about saying I'm not strict about it at all. Like I do the best I can, but I still eat whatever I want whenever I want. But like, I'll have a steak every night for dinner, almost every night. Anyways. Um, I don't know. This was a few nights ago and I forgot to take one out of the freezer. So I was like, Oh, I'll just make myself some pasta. So I made some penne with Alfredo sauce and the fullness I felt was just so gross, man. Like my yeah. stomach was just bloated and disgusting. The next day I was starving. And whenever I whenever I eat steaks for dinner, you just feel like you don't feel full. You just feel not hungry. It's right. Do you know, do you yeah. get that? It's well, so I, I, I've kind of joined you in the I, I'm not I've sort of altered because honestly, cooking just straight carnivore when you've got six people, you know, and their kids and everything else, it's sort of like. I can't, I can't maintain that. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So I've kind of gone back to, I'm going to make like meals, you know, Mm -hmm. but I'm definitely more into, I'm not going to use like the instant packet of rice, you know, like I'm going to make that rice from scratch or whatever. Like actually for Wednesday, I think, or or Thursday, I'm going to do a risotto, uh, which I love risotto. Like that's really good. If you make it right with the you know, with the chicken stock and the white wine and the shallots, and it's so, so good. It's all creamy and everything, but it's, you know, like, but I'm not going to get a packet. I'm going to make it from scratch, you mm-hmm. know, or like potatoes, you know, I, I, I guess, again, it's sort of like those things where it's like, I'm just going to do what makes me happy and feel good, mm-hmm. you know? And, and yeah, the, I think, I think if I wanted to like supercharge weight loss or like if I had an issue with like a stomach, some sort of issue like a Crohn's or something like that, I would definitely look at at least a keto, if not a carnivore, because I definitely see the benefits of that, Mm -hmm. but it's maintaining it over the long term that actually causes me more stress than I think it's worth. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So, so I rather have like, like tomorrow, like those steaks, right? I'm going to have a nice New York strip and I'm going to take some potatoes and I'm going to just, you know, put those in my cast iron. I'm going to fry those up with some, uh, with some, uh, crap. Can't think of it right now. Some lard, you know, some rendered lard Mm -hmm. and it's going to be freaking delicious. And I know it, and I'm going to just throw a little salt on that. And it's going to be great. It's going to be wonderful. And I'm not going to feel guilty that it's not all meat. You know what I mean? So I, th- I think that's what it is, man. I think we're, like we, we've gone through evolutions in our Bitcoiner journey. And I think, yeah, like you, you want to go hardcore, be like the most ultra sovereign. I'm going to 
slaughter my own cow and do all this shit. Right. It's like, you know, <laughs> it, it really gets to the point where you're just like, you know what it is? It's just, I don't want to feel guilty for doing the shit I want to do, but I also want to make better choices. Cause like, agreed. Th- agreed. That's all it is. Just make good choices and then don't do. But I think there's, I think there's then... something about, about, we're, we're, like I'm just trying to like keep it all kind of together because I think what we're talking about is all relevant to each other. But it's like you, if you're into Bitcoin Twitter, you know, you get on these these trains of like maximalism, whether it's seed oil disrespecting maximalism or carnivore maximalism. It's like these and and you start to realize, why am I listening to these people? Like maybe yeah. they have some good ideas, but like taking it to maximalism every time isn't necessarily what's going to make you happy you know like just tease out the good ideas and then incorporate it into your life you know and Mm -hmm. and go that way i -hmm. feel like i feel like we like that with that trap door falling out from underneath us we've kind of been looking for things to grab onto that kind of make sense again you know like Mm -hmm. when you lose money when when what you've been told your entire life about money suddenly doesn't make any sense anymore I can I can kind of understand how you and I have both sort of just like I said tried to grab onto anything that started to make sense again you know mm-hmm. and it's like mm-hmm. so I knew the money was screwed up okay I got bitcoin right and then oh my god the food is so screwed up and that's legitimate that's a legitimate concern absolutely right what we're doing with our with uh with our industrialization of the food product itself um in terms of uh you know the the monoculture you know crop crop growing and the feedlot style animals and like that's awful that's bad right so then like okay now my my life is my my mind is all messed up because now the food like it doesn't make any sense you know like my money's messed up my food's messed up and and oh my god like raw milk isn't going to kill me oh my god like you know like it's just you you start to kind of flail around you're like okay i gotta i'm gonna do carnivore I'm just going to only eat meat ever only meat or just only products from animals. And it's like, yeah, but potatoes are freaking delicious, man. You know, <laughs> like why would I give that up? You know, like, okay, don't, don't get the instant mashed potatoes that yeah. are clearly not real, but just lower your time preference, learn how to make really good mashed potatoes from scratch or make a good baked potato, you know, or whatever, or like pasta, you know, like, you might have a problem unless you're going to make everything from scratch with pasta. You that, you know, okay, so I won't have that as often, you know, but it's still on the table. Mm-hmm. I'd still do that. But you know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to buy a jar of Alfredo or a jar of tomato sauce. I'll make that shit from scratch because that's pretty easy. You know, it's yeah. like just buy a bunch of tomatoes and blend them up and heat them up and throw some oregano and maybe a little sugar, whatever you, Bob's your uncle, you're done. You know, like maybe I'll learn how to cook more naturally and I'll enjoy the things that I want to enjoy. Like, so you see, like it's, it's like we we're going through these phases where it's like the bottom drops out on whatever it is we thought we knew. And we sort of over course, correct. Like you said, massively to where we're selling all our chairs and you know, our children into slavery or whatever. And then no, we kind of dial no, it back. Never, We're like, I never okay. took it that far. I know. I know. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's reasonable, but I do think some people kind of get stuck in that. And I do think 
it does tie back into the social media aspect of it, where you start to see these movements in, especially on Twitter, especially on Bitcoin Twitter, where it's like you see these movements of like, uh, CEDAWs are awful and they're the death of the human race. And it's like, you know what? That's probably pretty true. But do I really think that some minced garlic stored in, you know, whatever oil is actually going to end my life? Probably not. It's just, you know, use it, like, you know, it's just use it sparingly and be aware. You know what I mean? Right. That's all yeah, it is. Yeah, be yeah. aware. Don't be scared. I think that's what it is. Like, I, w- I started, I don't want to say I was scared, but like, yeah, you think of everything you don't know, and then all these people on Bitcoin Twitter or Bitcoiners know all this shit, so you you trust them. And it turns out, like a lot, like you said, a lot of the shit they say is true. Like, yes, yeah, seed oils are bad for you. You shouldn't eat them. But you also don't have to kill yourself to, like, get out of that, you know? Just remove what you need to remove out of your life to make it more peaceful and more good for you. <laughs> And then just don't overdo it. I don't know if we're talking. I, I, I wonder if anybody listening right now is going through this same sort of uh, feeling in their life. We might be pretty uh, solo. No, this, I, you, if, know what? If you do. Uh, agree, you know what? I want to uh, share something with you, actually. I'm going to share from a buddy of mine because I just got it today, which is kind of why I'm, I've sort of jumped so wholeheartedly into this. I'm just going to read this to you. This is from a close personal friend of the show. And he says, uh, hold on, it's pulling up here. He says, this is, this is actually kind of funny because it's right in line. The worst part about being enlightened is it's frustrating all the time. No one gets it, Doug. They just don't. Mm-hmm. They think I'm crazy because I avoid MSG, canola oil, soy, soybean oil. I don't like preservatives in my food. I've discovered dressings at the store are poison and I got to make my own, which is kind of lit, actually. That's his, he put that in parentheses. I can't eat over at friends places because I'm constantly thinking about what they're cooking with. And I try just, I try to not think about it as at restaurants when I do go. And it's like, yeah. So I don't think, I think anybody who's putting some time into Bitcoin, I think you automatically start to look at what else is wrong. Like I said, Mm -hmm. the loss of that safe footing with money, because again, money touches every, and that's, that's the thing, right? Money touches every part of our life. And if you suddenly wake up one morning and you're like, this is all bullshit, then you really start to question everything else, you know? And and I don't think we're alone in that regard. I think, uh, what do I want to say? I think, yeah, I I think, think what your friend said is spot on that just people don't get it. And it's frustrating because, yeah, that's something else I wanted to talk about. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I've, I've definitely found, and I've, absolutely felt that because you know i i recently kind of lost like officially lost a friend uh because i just i tried talking with them about all of this like because i sort of separated myself from them and, and and i couldn't i couldn't articulate why you know but they're they you know they've gotten vaxxed and and they don't give a shit about bitcoin and they're just kind of normy, you know and it's sort of like, it's not that I don't like you. It's not that I hate it. you. I just, I just don't know what to say anymore. And <laughs> anything I do say, cause, cause eventually, you know, vaxes will come up, you know, like they make a joke about like, no, oh, I just got upgraded to 5g or whatever, or, you know, People when, still when they got their shit, booster. Yeah. 
yeah, you know, and this is a while ago, but whatever. Well, the point is, like, if you said that shit to me, like, in a chat room or something, I would absolutely go off on you. Because, like, I don't care if you do it, but, like, I don't know, man. I don't want to hear about it. You know, like, I'm you not going to support care. it. Yeah, that's yeah, for, that's yeah. for sure. You know? It's not like So it's LOL. like, so I just kind of remove myself from it. Yeah. And... And I tried talking with them about it, you know, like after a couple of months and it's just like, I don't even know what to say. Like, I just disagree with all of these things and I don't know how to, I don't know how to relate, you know? And uh, so I think anybody who's done some, some work on Bitcoin of any real degree will automatically start looking at other things. And yeah, man, I just, it does get. It just it gets tiring, you know, does, to like like I said, it gets tiring to be outraged all the time, right? So like you can't overcourse correct and just be constantly outraged because mm-hmm. it's stupid, you know, and you can't get caught up in like the Twitter drama because that just drains you and it doesn't do anything, you know, like it really doesn't make your life any better, and you can't support the people maybe that you once did because they're just so dumb. Yeah, that's what it is. It's so okay. So let me tell you my anecdotal story that happened over the weekend. We had um, some friends over for the kids to play with, and uh, this one girl's over here. She's talking about uh, how much do I want to share here? I don't want to like. Okay, so basically, she she gets to the point where she's like, "Oh well, so and so, her ex doesn't know how much money she has invested in cryptocurrencies. Like, I'm gonna be just fine," and so. I'm sitting on the couch and my ear perks up. I'm like, oh my God, this girl is sweet. And she, <laughs> so anyway. She said she t- crypto on purpose? She said cryptocurrency. So I'm like, okay, what are my oh, options yeah. here? What are my options? Option one, uh, ask her, like, ask her what cryptos are you in and why? And then option two, be like, this is a bad idea. You're an idiot. Here, let me talk to you about Bitcoin. Get in an argument and explain why Bitcoin is superior and all cryptos are stupid or just disregard, you know? And, right. Just and that, disengage. And, just dis- yeah. So that that's the choice I took. I literally, I, I was telling my wife later, I was like, should I ask her what coin she's in and like try and get in her head and see where she's coming from with this to maybe I can help or maybe we can have an interesting conversation or maybe I can somewhat see what it's like to be a shit coiner and you don't like she doesn't know she's a shit coiner she's just i like cryptocurrencies i'm getting so rich like okay okay yeah so so that, that's what i was telling you at the beginning of the show it's like what do i do i'm just gonna like i just don't care like there's certain people that you it doesn't didn't matter what i would have said i wouldn't have been able to convince this person otherwise i i think it would have been a lost battle before I even started. So I just decided to just say nothing. <laughs> I don't know if that's, yeah. a, but it was for me because I would have lost my mind otherwise. I was just, you know, so, so what yeah, do I do? I think, and, but I does that after make for a year of you and I doing this and, and, and don't get me wrong. Like, I don't, I don't want to sound like I haven't enjoyed this ride and like suddenly we're just done, you know, like I think, I think we're both at a point where like last week, dude, was pr- in my opinion, easily top three uh interviews we've ever done 
Yeah. I absolutely love the shit out of last week, dude. What a great episode that was. That was super great, you know? And I do think there's a lot more of those kind of conversations to come, but it's just like, <clears throat> I don't know, man. It's talking. It's, this is what I, this is what I'm saying. I, th- I think I'm evolving to a new stage where I just don't care about pre-coiners anymore. And like, I don't know if that makes me a bad person or not, but if you're not even interested in Bitcoin, if you, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, you should go back and listen to <laughs> yeah, you just... all, all of our other <laughs> shows. Slam the door in their face, Jeff. Good job. <laughs> listen to all of our other episodes because we're, we're changing gears here. But it's like it's way more beneficial to me, to you, and to anybody else that's interested in listening to talk to people that care about Bitcoin. Because you talk to people that aren't interested or... Like this was another thing that happened today. So I'm at work and I got another guy that I'm working with and uh, Bitcoin came up. Oh, because the government of Canada says they're going to try and raise rates to 3% next year. So we're talking about that for a second. Raise rates on what? Like the interest rates, like the central bank interest rate sort of thing. The thing that everybody freaks out about because they were yeah. at half a percent or something so the guy that i'm building the house with i'm pretty sure he locked in a mortgage at like just stupid cheap money which is sweet but anyways uh besides the point so the other guy uh i'm talking about so bitcoin comes up i'm like yeah i'm a bit of a bitcoin fanatic uh and he's like oh well don't you worry if if they find a way to crash everything i mean bitcoin will crash too and uh if it gets too big then they'll stop it and i just <sighs> I'm just like, oh, do I want to get it's into this right totally now? Tiresome. <laughs> it's it's so all so tiresome. tiresome. So all it's I so so tiresome. I do like this guy. Like this guy's pretty cool. He's uh, he's a hunter, yeah. and he, he like you know he's he's See, he's a that, he's a bitcoin. That that's this an invitation for discussion. I'll, yeah. I'll be honest with you. So like, this still. Yeah, so this guy is somebody I can definitely see understanding bitcoin. I just need to do it the right way, and yes. him opening with that. And it was on our lunch break. I'm like taking 20 minutes to eat. So that's the other thing about Bitcoin. It's like, what? how much do I jam into this next couple minutes here? So all I said was the the government can make it. Actually, this is interesting. The government can make it illegal to use Bitcoin. Sure. But they can't stop you from using it. And I think that sure. kind of, that made him interested. And then my other guy is like, yeah, just like getting the vax. It's like, and that's what they did in Canada. It's like, we're not going to make it illegal for you not to get it. We're just going to say, you can't go outside. You can't go to the grocery store. You're not allowed on airplanes. You can't go to work. But you don't have to get it. You know what I mean? So right. the government can do some pretty coercive shit without calling it coercive. But they can't stop Bitcoin. So I can sit right here and I can send you I can send you 5,000 sats, no problem. There's nothing nobody can do to stop that. And that's the part about Bitcoin that I really care about. Because I'm prepared. I was prepared from day one, again, like where I thought my head was underwater. I was like, we're all going to be criminals. No, Everybody's going to think this is evil. Bitcoiners are terrible people. They're going to make us out to be the most uh, dangerous people on the planet. We've ruined the world. And you have to prepare for that to come. And just realize that it's all bullshit and just realize Bitcoin can't be stopped. And it's also a good thing because it's all the other people that are trying to stop it that are actually the evil ones. But that takes a little bit longer to dive into. So yeah, yeah. I just told them, if you want Bitcoin, I can send it to you. Nobody can stop this from happening. (laughs) I just left it at that. Yeah, see that. See, I maybe we should caveat because I'm still interested in in educating a no coiner. 
Like if you're absolutely new to the space, or if you're pre-coiner. Okay, yeah, pre-coiner. You're right, pre-coiner. No, no coiner. I would define as somebody that actively doesn't like Bitcoin, chooses not to buy Bitcoin. Right. A pre-coiner is somebody that's just like, I don't know what it is. Right. So this this show is still for pre-coiners. You're still welcome here. That's fine. But if you're if you're the thing that that drains me, you know, like I have an in-law now. He's like getting into creating an nft or something like that and it's like i just i i'm praying he never brings it up at a family function because i will just go off on him i will not be pleasant about it i'll just be like you're a bad person for doing that and but he doesn't know he's a bad person that's the thing these people don't know they don't understand no he probably doesn't but that doesn't doesn't help it doesn't make me feel better about them you know, it's like you're scamming people. That's icky. It's not much different than like the snake oil salesmen's of old. You know, it's no different than 19 or uh, 2017's ICOs. It's the same concept. You know, it, these people, they just scam. And it's just, you're either getting scammed or you're scamming. That's it. That's all it is. And I don't, I don't, I don't have a lot of patience for anything beyond that. You know, if you really want to save your wealth sovereignly and you want to pass that on generationally, then you Bitcoin. That's it. That's all you do. And it's very simple, you know, and it's a very powerful statement when you actually break it down. If you just buy and hodl, you know, I think I tweeted this out maybe a couple months ago. I can't remember because, you know, everything gets muddled when you keep getting banned. Hmm. Uh, But uh, the, the important thing about... Uh, the statement, just buy and hodl, which we've said countless times on this program. But the important thing about it is what it means. Because what it means is I don't have to worry about beating the average or have, making sure my, my, you know, my stock guy makes this trade or whatever. Like I just buy it and I hodl it. And then I can focus on the things that actually are important to me, like my kids mm-hmm. or improving my craft or learning a new trade or expanding my business or any other thing than trying to make mad stacks, bro. You know, like I just, that has never been interesting to me and it had, it, it should have been from the standpoint of like before Bitcoin, people were stealing from me, right? People were literally stealing my time and my effort and my energy and my money. And now I don't have to worry about that. So I don't have to care. I can just get up in the morning, do what I'm going to do, like what I like, appreciate the things I appreciate, and take time, you know, take time to hug my kids or read them a book or, you know, take time to help my folks out with something, you know, whatever, like whatever, whatever I need. I don't have to worry about the money anymore because, because of the way Bitcoin works, because of the way it's designed, I can just live my life, which is how it was supposed to be. That's what the, uh, and that's what makes me tired is like, I see it now. I see how things are supposed to be and shit coiners. They delay that they obfuscate it. They make it harder to obtain for everybody because everybody should feel like this. Everyone should feel like, I don't give a crap. I don't give a crap about your, your wars. I don't give a crap about your politics. I just, I'm over here. I'm just doing this over here, you know? 
And people should really be allowed to feel like that. And instead, we have like constant drama and constant panic and constant worry. And it's just like, oh, it's so stupid. It's all so tiresome. Bitcoin is so, so peaceful. It's so peaceful. It kind of is, uh, dude. It really kind of is. One thing that's helped. Know? One thing that's helped me is, yeah, like I'm pretty. Uh, I was pretty aggressive at saying, like, when I got paid, I would just throw it all in Bitcoin, and I never held any fiat ever. And ever since, um, it was actually when Vikango came on, and he kind of pushed the idea of staying solvent, which I didn't really yeah. understand. And then, I know you were you've been preaching DCAing for forever, but even now like what i do is i just have a small buy in the morning that goes through every day and there you go it makes me feel so much better for the whole day like i wake up and i'm just okay at least i have a few more sats today i can go on with my business i still have you know i still have fiat to fill my car with gas i still have fiat to get groceries i don't have to panic about that and it it, it really is just that sense of peace it's so nice yeah. um I want to I want to talk to you about one other thing that I was been thinking about today. So, you know what's frustrating? The whole I don't know if we've talked about this before, but when Bitcoin eventually takes over, people are going to trade it for goods and services. Namely, okay, I want to buy. Say I want to buy a car, and I can buy a used car from Jimmy down the street. He's got a truck that he's selling, and I can say, hey, I want to buy this truck from you here's you know a million sats whatever it is probably what five million sats or something for a truck and now what's so frustrating is in order to be able to drive that car on the road legally i have to go to a government building and then they're going to say well how much did you pay for it and i'm just going to say i didn't pay anything for it i traded for it so what happens there because i'm like, do I just say I paid zero dollars for it? Because that's what they want to know. Do you how not many know dollars? how that works? Seriously, I don't know how it works in Canada, but I know how it would definitely work in the United States. If you if you traded somebody Bitcoin for a car and then yeah, like, yeah, so what would happen? You would you would just say so I, in the United States we have titles, and you when you when you it's called transferring a title. You, I have the title to a car, mm -hmm. right? And when I sign, like if you flip it over, there's a place where you sign it. Yeah, yeah, and ownership, put, like, yeah, the, the mileage the and stuff like that, and and you just put the purchase price in. So would I just and put zero dollars? No, I mean you put a dollar, right? Because nobody nobody just gives a car away. But like, eventually, my people folks, will because I'll just. No, I'll I understand like, that. That's what don't give a shit about the government. Screw the government. Exactly. That's I paid a dollar for it. Okay. I paid one dollar for it. Prove, yeah. prove that I didn't because I paid him in cash. And he just signed this saying I paid him a dollar. Yeah. And that's that's exactly how you do it. You know? And then they still uh, make you pay taxes on that, those greedy well, yeah. bastards. Well, well, it's only a dollar. I mean, you're only paying taxes no, but, on a dollar. Okay, so what they do here is they, they say whichever is um, more expensive, I guess. So there's the they can go on the internet and see what's the average price of this car value or whatever. yeah whatever whatever it is yeah. so if that truck is worth you know 40 grand it's like okay well you're paying taxes on this 40 grand it's bastards so we just need yeah. to i just well, that's bullshit yeah i think i think we just need to get rid of the whole i think we should get rid of licenses i think we should get rid of well that yeah that whole concept is like like even I, one one more thing yeah. so there's another guy that they were talking to today about their friend 
<laughs> but he was at a poker game and i guess one of the things came up is one of his friends just doesn't pay for insurance because he can't afford it so he just drives his car without insurance and they're like bad idea yeah. because if you get screwed you get screwed but also what if you just what does insurance pay for it's that's another concept that i hate that in a bitcoin world i don't think we need insurance because if, if you get in a crash pay for whatever happened in the crash you know what i mean like well the again oh, i think man, that's that's a massive can of worms though right yeah i know like I, I in, a, insurance. in a in an affair like common sense world yes that makes sense in in the world we live in where you get into a car accident and then suddenly you're getting sued for millions of dollars you know like that's not feasible you know but yeah like, but why are people suing people for millions of dollars in a car accident you know what i mean like i, I don't think that happens in a bitcoin world i think you have a better well, drivers in a bitcoin world. I, I i don't think you get rid of human greed in a bitcoinized world i don't think hbz gets rid of human greed and if if the legal system is set up in a way and i mean like they, they're because okay so that came about right the, these exorbitant payouts for the from that kind of situation it comes from this concept that like sometimes you really do mess up and like you get into a car accident let's say and somebody ends up in a wheelchair for the rest of their life like how do you compensate for that other than with millions of dollars because over the course of a lifetime it's going to cost millions of dollars to keep them in wheelchairs and and you know whatever therapy and everything else and now they've lost their job and maybe they have to feed a family. Like, I can kind of see where, like, being in a car accident, you know, like, it's a, that's a, it's not as cut and dry as, like, well, you hit my mailbox, so just pay for my belt. Like, put on a new mailbox. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's different than I wrecked your life forever. How can I pay you back? You know what I mean? So I, I don't know how Bitcoin necessarily fixes that per se. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's a maybe that's a topic for another time. But yeah, it's just uh, something. It was just another thing that came up today. Just I think so my solution to that personally is I'm just going to build my citadel and never leave. So, like, yeah. if I, you know, the only time I'm ever going to really leave is if I go and like take my leather goods to a store so that they can consign them or something. You know, like I, I, you minimize your contact with the possibility of danger i suppose but i don't know man well do i mean think? that that's what that's what happened like that's what the fiat world has done i mean look at as stupid as COVID is what happened to traffic has been great for the most part because so many less people are going to office buildings and all that was just fiat mindset of people oh i need to go to the office today to sit in front of a computer to do nothing to kill time and there's just thousands of people on the freaking road to drive around and get into smashes whereas in a bitcoin world you're not going to have people doing those stupid jobs like maybe the roads will be a little bit more clear if you go out well actually you yeah you're not in a major city so maybe your roads aren't that bad and where i'm at now i drive Dude, out I'm between of the city. two major cities what are oh you, you talking are about? okay so i'm between milwaukee and chicago oh i thought i thought you were somewhere out in the not yet someday someday but but you're not not in like okay anyways regardless traffic is stupid and the fiat world has only made it worse and yeah like people realizing you don't need to go to an office to do computer work because computers are all connected like you could do this from home it's just 
It's just like crazy. That is a real thing. Yeah, the internet yeah. exists, right? We can have a conversation and have never met in real life. It's just, oh God, I hate the fiat world so much. Just the stupid <laughs> shit people do is just, the more you think about how like everything, don't you do that though? Like you just, you see somebody do. doing something and it's just so fiat and dumb. Like you're eating garbage, you're buying shitty furniture, you're driving to a dumb office that has shitty architecture. It's just, God, I hate the fiat world so much. <laughs> yeah, it, it really, yeah, absolutely, dude. And uh, no, I, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%, dude. You start to realize. But I don't know, Jeff. Do you, don't you feel like your life is better, though? Like, absolutely. Even though you can see all that stuff. You absolutely. know, like I genuinely am much happier than I was two three years ago oh my five God, years yeah. ago i was you in, know i was in a very and, dark but it's place. it's and for the record just in case my wife ever does listen to one of these episodes it has nothing to do with my family right like my family's the same wonderful people they've all been and i love my kids and i've always loved my kids but it's like now i actually appreciate them yeah. you know and like and like i appreciate the simple little things that they do yeah so much more you know, it's, 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 I don't know. I guess, I guess I don't want to be all doom and gloom right now, man. Like I want to like, oh, I completely my kids agree. are amazing, think... dude. I'm so proud of them. And like, and having Bitcoin and taking them out of the schools and taking over that part of their lives it, with it and my life, you know, like respectively, like taking control of my child's education and being responsible for it, you know, with my wife and working in tandem with her and like, tackling that problem together has been so rewarding and filling and like taking over my food and being responsible for it you know and and that means i gotta look at labels and like when the olive oil is 80 percent sunflower oil throw that shit in the garbage man and i feel good doing it you know mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. yeah it sucks i just wasted ten dollars but uh, you know what? My kids are now healthier because of it i'm healthier because of it and i feel better about it you know same thing with the money you know, we had, we had a 401k. It's like, screw that noise. I'm not going to trust the government or some, you know, some pencil pusher somewhere to, to make sure that I'm taken care of in my old age. I got that shit mm -hmm. and I feel better for it now. Mm -hmm. You know, like it is very tiresome to watch people making the mistake. That's probably what this is. It's very tiresome to watch people making the mistakes that I was making knowing they don't have to make those mistakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's probably the real downer. That's the everything. It's like, I just am sad that they're not doing it because where I'm at mentally is so much better. Like, you know, I got up this morning, no problem. I actually picked up a new job, went out, saw the client, picked up some work to do came home, did stuff, helped kids with the, helped kids with the, uh, the schoolwork and stuff like that. I, I have a, you know, I have my shop right here in the garage where they come out, they need me. It's fine. It's great. We make lunch. We have fun together. It's good times. It's like, this is a good life. Yeah. I'm not upset with this life at all. You're Cause you're in control. I think that's what it is. Yeah. It's, it's the, the fiat world. It, people are so either depressed or anxious because they're either thinking about the past or the future. And you're constantly worried because somebody else is in control of it. If once you're in control of your own money, 
and then you start realizing you're in control of every aspect of your life. I guess that's what I would say about the the car accident thing. It's like when you when you know that if you mess up, that you're going to be responsible for it, then you don't mess up as much, or at least not on purpose. Like somebody that's driving that has insurance that oh whoops I smashed into this Mercedes it's okay insurance will cover it. I you have no responsibility. The more responsibility you take upon yourself, the better you feel. Like. And then, yeah, like I, I was very, I was in a bad place before Bitcoin. Now I feel quite a bit better. It, it makes you appreciate the now as opposed to uh, stressing about the past or worrying about the future because you can just, yeah, you're, you're more in control of your own life. Like where I'm working at, it, it's so easy to go to a job and complain about the day and wait until the weekend, but it's once you're doing something that you want to do and you're doing it because you're choosing to, like, uh, I guess that's the other thing, right? It's like people that have no money that are very broke um, that are working a job that they quote unquote have to work because they need money. It's so easy to just hate your life. Once you, yep. once you're in control of your own money and then you have a little bit of savings, then you have the ability to say, Oh, I'm going to do what I want to do. So like where I'm building my house, dude, it's insane. Like <laughs> before I, before I left Ontario, I was like, I'm, I'm just going to meet a dude. And maybe he'll be building a house and it'll be overlooking the Rockies. And that would be cool if I could get a job like that. It's literally exactly what the hell happened. It's unbelievable. So whenever, like, listen, you've done construction work. You know, it's not always like easy, like shitty things happen. Oh, uh, it's they, never easy. Right. So it's I never had to, easy. Yeah. So I had to do insulation the other day. We're putting insulation oh. and you get itchy and whatever. Uh, yeah, All I do, you, you take a second, you look outside and you're like, oh yeah, look yeah. at how beautiful yeah, 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 the yeah, world yeah. is. And then you feel yeah. better again. So yeah, uh, yeah, that's just something you can't. And do I want to, I want to just, I want to piggyback on what you just said there, right? So let's say you're working a shit nine to five job and you hate it, and then you start to take control of your life. Okay, that doesn't mean, for the record, and you can disagree with me if you want. I don't think that means, for the record, that suddenly you some you buy some Bitcoin and you go down some rabbit holes and then you just quit your job, and now no, you're doing your own no, thing. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what it does mean is that you suddenly start to see things differently and you prioritize things differently so that you can start to take strides towards the things that actually matter to you. Mm -hmm. So that means maybe you got to keep that shit job for a year or two, right? While you stack some sats and maybe, you know, you're going to squirrel that away so that you can go ahead and you can buy the shop you want to buy, or you can buy tools to start your own business or whatever it is. Or even if it's just, you know, like with, with me and my wife, right? We've been married for 15 years and we've never liked living in this house. We chose this house under duress for a lot of different reasons. I don't really want to go into here, but long story short, we picked this house because we thought it would help. Uh, it was just a choice you had to make. It was a choice I had to make at the time. Okay. And we never liked it. Looking back now, I'm starting to kind of realize that I think God had some plans for us here, that it put me in a position that was good, but that's another story. The point is, is we've always talked about like, do we build a new house on the lot and like knock down the house we're living in? What do we do? Right? What, what, what's going on? What do you do? What do you, and we've been hemming and hawing for like 15 years and then Bitcoin comes along and suddenly I'm like, my folks have property up North. That's my inheritance. I'm just going to go get that. Like, I'm just going to ask. 
Cause I've never asked. I've never, I've never just taken the step of saying, mm-hmm. Hey folks, what do you think about me? Just kind of like capitalizing a little early and, in and, and getting this land that I'm, I'm going to, and I'll build the house, you know, kind of a thing. But it's like, when you, when you take control of your life financially and then food wise and family wise and all like when you just commit to taking control of your own life, you suddenly start to find avenues that will make sense to you and and they will take you it, like because you have a destination in your head that you never fi- you never could figure out how to get to before but then you take control of your life and you're like oh wait i see some paths all of a sudden you know mm-hmm. like it's like you you know you were kind of stuck in ontario and you didn't like where things were at that point you know and and justin kind of helped you a little bit i think with his his attitude, but like suddenly here you are, you're in the Rockies and you're, you're working a job that you really enjoy and you feel more sovereign and better about yourself. And you know, your kid is, is way better off in my opinion, you know, like I think, I think he's probably got happier parents and he's probably got a better future just because you took control of your own existence. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know, man, that's, that's, yeah we owe a lot to bitcoin man it's true like why people say like oh well it wasn't bitcoin that did that it's like okay but also why didn't you ask your parents about the land for that many years why Why didn't i right you know what i mean they've they've had it for they've had it for a decade and i always knew it was going to come to me i i mean that he because they told me it's not like i'm assuming it's not like i'm you know some rich kid getting some stuff or whatever you know it's like this was always my father's legacy to me Mm-hmm. It, it really was. And, and now the, this is even the better part of it, Jeff, honestly, now, because I've done this, he and I are building his legacy together. Yeah. So it's going to be that much more important. You know, does that make sense? Absolutely. It's like, he's there with me building these buildings. Like, cause this is, this is his legacy and he wants me to be a part of it. He always has, but I just never reached out i just never i just care. always kind of were preoccupied with worrying about what you, you yeah you and, know it's but it's like crazy. now i get to now i actually like it's actually generating better times with my father mm-hmm. you know like because he and i you know i i did like when i did construction he and i did a ton of construction together like we had a, a company together and everything else and and we kind of fell out of that and so like there was long there's a long period where we were always friendly we always love each other but it's just like we just weren't connecting and now it's like i'm working with him at least two or three days a week mm-hmm. and i get to talk to him and i get to be with him and i get to get his wisdom and like i treasure that like it's really good you know what i mean like and and it's making me i think a better father because now i see what i want what i'm getting from my dad right now i want to pass to my son to my sons and my daughter sorry i have multiple of everything i have too many children i have a lot of children but the point is (laughs) the point is like everything is better when you just take control of your own life yeah and and if we're talking to pre-corners right now like you're sitting there and you're listening to this show for the very first time which man you have missed some good stuff but seriously take control of your life just do it because nobody else gives a shit. That's the thing. 
we, no offense, I don't give a shit about your life, right? I love you as a listener and I, I hope I can help you, but I don't give a shit because yeah. I'm dealing with my own stuff. That's I'm just that, being honest. That's one you thing know? I realized. Nobody cares about you more than you care about yourself. No. Right? So if you don't no. care about yourself, nobody cares about you at all. So, And that's not to say be selfish. No. Because I truly believe that, and, and I, know, I know that's not what you meant, Jeff. I'm just saying. like, I struggle And it's not it. saying being selfish. Because I really, like, my best moments as a human being is when I'm caring about another human being. That's hands down. That's That's a given. Right? But this idea of you're going to let some financial guy take care of your future or some government guy take care of your future. You're going to let some, uh, some government bureaucrat tell you what's healthy for you, you know, without any investigation or any sort of skeptical glance at it. That's, that's not living. That's just letting someone else live your life for you. And they don't give a shit at all. Tell me I'm wrong. Just in the comments below somewhere, email us. The at... government cares about me. Yeah, the government The government doesn't give a shit about you. <laughs> they only care about you in the degree of how much money they can get from you. And that's it. And you know what? Once you get to, once you get to self-sovereignty, that doesn't really even matter. Because you, you find other ways to get around it. And maybe you don't have... Maybe you don't have the good good fortune of having land available to you, right? But maybe when you become self-sovereign, you start to find like-minded people and you formulate some sort of, you know, uh, what is that called? Not not like a commune. Like, I don't want to get hippie with it. But, a coven, you know, like, I think, is the word you're looking for. Well, no, because I'm not doing witchcraft. But... You know what I'm saying? Like you find like-minded people and you start a business together or you find like-minded people and you go in and you buy a farm together, whatever, you know, like whatever it is you want, you can figure out what you need to do to get it. You, but you, you got to start with, I'm responsible for figuring out how to get what I want I think, as opposed to, gosh, I hope someone else figures it out for me. Absolutely. I think, you know what I think it is, is yeah, being a Bitcoiner, um, th that idea of like-minded people, when you're, when you're in that fiat mindset and you have all these other fiat mindseted people, they all bring each other down. You know, this might be a religious thing as well, where like, if you're with a bunch of people that believe the same thing is you, you're all happy and joyful. It's just like with Bitcoiners, like all the Bitcoiners talking about all these awesome things they're doing and what their plans for the future are. Uh, you know, whoever it is, oh, I'm building this thing or I'm creating this thing. Whereas in the fiat world, everybody's just not everybody, but so many people are just always so down. So it brings you down. So you have to surround yourself with people that are good for you. Just like you said, your friend that you just don't talk to anymore, you know, you've kind of parted ways. It hurts to do that because you think you care. Well, you do care about these people, but some people, just, yeah. people aren't, some people just aren't good for you if they're just always bringing you down. And once you find people that have a, a like-minded sort of uh, mindset where you find that with all Bitcoiners, it's just, it's so uplifting. And then, yeah, to bring it back to what we were saying in the beginning, once you go back into the fiat world, it's just so tiresome to deal with that shit again. So thank God for Bitcoiners, I guess.
Yeah, that's probably a really good way to say it, Jeff, is that I just, I don't want to go back to that. I don't want to go, because I think about like, I think, I think about the fiat jobs I've had, right? Where I wasn't in control and I was just floating along as it were, right? And it's like, yeah, I spent a lot of time talking to coworkers and stuff where it's like, oh yeah, the boss is dick. Yeah, yeah, I hate this job, blah, blah, blah. Why the hell was I doing it then? Yeah. You know, like, what's the point? Seriously. Yeah. Uh, You know, if you're, if you have an IQ above room temperature, figure out what the hell you want to do with your life, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and if you can't, then then start off with the basics, you know, go read some books, just start hodling Bitcoin and start reading some books. That's, that's, that's the best advice I can give. If, if you really hate your job, you know, just, yeah, you don't have to, you don't have to be stuck doing shit you don't want to do. You get Why would you, you this is, this is something that's maybe this is a caveat. We don't have to necessarily go down or whatever, but it's like the one thing that's never made sense to me is retirement. Do you know why? Because so many people have this goal of retirement. Yeah. Okay. What the hell kind of freaking goal is that, dude? I want to work 40 years of my life. Like, I only have 80 years at the outs, right? At the very outset. I want to spend 50% of that working at a job I don't really give a shit about, I don't really like. And I'm doing it because the benefits are good or there's golden handcuffs here or whatever, you know, I'm going to work 50% of my life so that I can, I don't know, whatever, stack a 401k. And then when I'm 65 years old, then I'll start to enjoy my life. Oh, you mean 65 years old when you've already had a pacemaker put in and a new hip and you can't even go golfing anymore because first of all who likes golfing honestly like i like golfing because there's there's a girl with a drink cart and i can smoke cigars that's why i like golfing, golfing. is not your sport you're a big guy it's hard for you to get around the course well i mean no because i get a cart like i just golf well, no when i did go i haven't golfed in 10 years but when i did golf it's because i was hanging out with my buddies and we would drink profusely and i would smoke cigars that was it i, I didn't give a shit about the game but my point is like if that's your goal i guess that's fine but why would you give up 50 percent of your life to just do that yeah you know what i mean like why wouldn't you want to live your life now when your children are young and you can appreciate them and i i, I you see what I'm saying, Jeff? Like, yeah, just enjoy everything the fiat world has has pitched us as like like when the fiat world sit, sits sits us down and they're like, this is the things you should do. You know, you should go to college, you should get a big loan, and then you should go get a, a you know a degree job, blah blah blah, and then you should work there for forty years, and then maybe the boss notices you, maybe you know, maybe you get into upper management, whatever, and then. And then they say, okay, by the way, you're too old now. So go sit down, get out of the way. And, and now what you spent your whole life dedicated to this company so that you could get a good, good retirement. That's so and they don't give a shit anyways. I don't, I don't, I've never understood it. And I definitely don't understand it now, man. I, like, uh, 
I completely agree with you. And that was, that was one thing I tried to explain to people. I just want to say this one thought. I don't know if I've said it here before, but yeah, I think about um, like really old act <clears throat> actors that are still making movies. And there's two types of people that react to that. Like uh, I always thought of Betty White. I think she just passed a little while back, but like she was making movies when she was 90, you know, seven years old or whatever. And there's people out here like, oh, well, I guess she really likes the money. It's like, she's not doing it for the money, you idiot. She's doing it because she likes making money. She likes making movies. It's the same thing with anybody that has a job that they really love what they do. They, you just, you enjoy what you do. And then if you can make money doing it, that's great. But you should just be aiming to do that all the time. Like, yeah. So that's why I try and tell myself, like, I'm trying to build a house right now. I'm trying to learn how to do it. Uh, it's So it's good, you know? Like, if you can learn something while you're working, I think that's the, the key. You know, if you're not learning anything, if you're not, like, developing a skill, if you're not getting better or more proficient at creating something, then that's a shitty job. You should get out of that. But, uh, yeah, just the idea I of retirement about- is so stupid. I haven't talked about my grandfather a lot, but he, he's meant, he meant a lot to me. And I, what you just said made, uh, made me think about him. So my grandfather, uh, he didn't get much past like a fifth grade education, right? He grew up on the streets of South side of Chicago. Uh, and he, he basically, he started off with nothing, right? And he died a millionaire and that's not a brag because I didn't see a, a cent of that. So it's whatever. My point is, is he was a millionaire in a job that he loved. He loved plants. He was a nurseryman. And he <laughs> he was like a 78-year-old man driving these one of these massive tree trucks, you know, that like uh, maybe you've mm-hmm. seen them, maybe you haven't, I don't know, but they're these massive trucks that have like full-size like trees on them, like three at a time. And he would drive these rigs because he loved planting. He loved trees. And like what he would do on his off time is he would go into the, this this is a story I have secondhand from my father, but he would go into the greenhouse and he would do cuttings because it relaxed him and he loved it. And he had found, even with a fifth grade education, he found something that he loved and he never retired. Like he, Mm -hmm. he worked till the day he died but he didn't work he just enjoyed what he was doing mm-hmm. does that make sense absolutely like that's what you have to do. that's that's my goal like i don't ever want to retire i want to do the things that interest me all the way to the day that jesus calls me home because what else are you supposed to do right like are you supposed to sit in a, in a in a house at like what do they call a retirement home and like just wait yeah it's so weird to me you know like weird so it's very it's a very weird concept you know it's a it is a very fiat concept you know but it's like my grandfather he he like i said he basically he was working all the way up until his 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 stroke and death you know and like but it it, it wasn't because he had to you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. he literally did not have to. He could have very easily, and you know, he yeah, did. What do you do? You just he dialed it back when he couldn't. When he couldn't do the things anymore that he might have done earlier on in his life, he did dial it down. But he was still involved. 
he was still doing things. He was still, as far as I know, he was still designing uh nursery like cause he was a nurseryman. So he was still designing, you know, like yards and stuff like that because he loved plants. He loved doing that. That was the thing that drove him. That was most passionate for him. And the idea that we, as a people, we take these jobs because they're financially convenient, but we don't love them. That is the saddest thing that Fiat has ever produced to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you so know, too. even back in the day, you know, like Roman times and stuff like that, there was still a calling. You know, like if you were, I don't know, if you're a metal worker, let's say, you know, and you brought your son up into that, you know. There was still a chance your son wouldn't do that necessarily, I suppose, but he might most likely because it was what his father did and there was a name involved and everything else. But it's like, I don't know, man, like these days, these fiat days, we, we just do stuff because the money's there. And that to me is, it's yeah. never made sense to me. Don't it's never do, made sense yeah. to me. Anybody that does shit for money is never going to be happy. And Don't. that includes shit coins. Yeah. Don't do shit coins just because there's money to be made. Yeah. Because that's wrong. Don't do it. It's not going to make you happy. If that's what your no. goal is, is to be a happier person, which I think like that's most people's goals. Bitcoin will make you happy. <laughs> Bitcoin won't make you happy. Bitcoin will give you the option to make yourself happy. Let's leave it at that. No, I want to tap on to one more thing. Okay, one more thing. Okay. We've got guys in the shitcoin space, in the NFT space, where they'll post stuff. You'll see them, right? If you're, Especially if you're a new coiner and you're looking around, you'll see guys like, um, what's that dumbass's name? Bob something or other? I don't know uh, who Bob is. Uh, Just... Random shitcoiner? Is that who you're talking about? Just... Yeah, he's but he's kind of a big name shitcoiner. He does a lot of YouTube videos and stuff like that. He recently did one where he like he had a new car or something like that. The BitBoy Crypto guy? Is that who BitBoy Crypto. That's who I'm thinking of. Right? Oh. BitBoy's BitBoy Crypto's goal in life, quote unquote, was to have a really nice car. Right? Like, okay, so now he's got it. Now what? I know. It's so sad. Hot. What's his legacy? What does he leave to the next generation? What does he leave to his children? A really nice car? And how did he get it? Oh, he scammed a bunch of people? Oh, what a legacy. That's great. So you're going to shit coin. You're going you're gonna to do some really great trades. You're going to max your gains, bro. And you did it by taking advantage of stupid people or ignorant people, I should say. Not stupid, just ignorant. You know, you're going to take advantage of ignorant people and you're going to line your pockets and that's your legacy. Not building a house, not building furniture or leather work or any other thing. You're just going to, it's just, it's sad to me. It's, that you know, it's, it's just people sad. that have been, been programmed to think that they're, who they're, who they are is a status symbol and your status symbol is defined by what you own. And that's the most fiat thing is like just thinking, Oh, you have this, it is expensive. Therefore you are important and no Bitcoiner, yeah. not one single Bitcoiner shares that mentality. And we all look no. and mock at it. And that's why I, that's another reason why I love Bitcoiners. Nobody gives a shit about owning 
I don't know, whatever car. You like buy a nice car that works, you know, sure, but don't spend money on shit just for the sake of spending money on You know shit. what a Bitcoiner would do for a really nice car? Honestly, is they would buy a shell, a shit burnt out shell, and they would build it from scratch. You know? And then they would pass that to their children. Do you know why? Because all of their life energy was in that car then. Like I, that's, that's a goal of mine, right? I don't, I don't think I ever told you this, Jeff. What was the first car you ever owned? I'm curious. Dodge Durango, baby. Are you serious? Really? Yeah. Nice. Very nice. The first car I ever owned was an MGB. I don't know what that is. If you don't know what that is, look it up, right? I was 16 years old. This guy, he sold it. He he had he. I don't know where he posted it. It was on the internet. I oh, found it on cool the internet. It's a very cool little car, man. Here's the thing: it needed a ton of work, a ton of work, right? I was 16 years old, and I bought this thing for two thousand dollars, right? And I put some work into it, but I didn't really, you know, like it still needed brakes. The, the engine clearly needed some sort of timing issue or something like that. I, I didn't know. Whatever. Right. So I bought it thinking, man, this is going to be super, super cool. And then I just kind of flaked out. Right. I actually ended up selling that to my boss at a restaurant at the time. He bought it for what I paid for. So I didn't lose any money on it. But that's not the point. The point is, is three weeks later, my boss shows up at the job. I worked at a restaurant, so it's not whatever. He showed up at the restaurant driving this cherry red like when i bought it it was a shit brown right like it was like it was awful like it was it was like it had been stripped of all the paint it was literally like rust brown and then my boss buys it from me and three weeks later he shows up and this thing is cherry red and it is fire dude and i'm like i'm beyond jealous i'm so stupid why why did i leave this you know, why, why did I give up on this? Why didn't I pursue this and do this? Because look how beautiful this is now. This is, this could have been mine. This literally was mine, you know? And anyways, so my goal in life, one of my goals, I should say, is I'm going to find an MGB that's, that's kind of stripped down. It's, it's not functional maybe even or whatever. I'm going to put that shit together. I'm going to have a cherry mgb i'm gonna drive that shit around when i'm like 75 years old and i'm gonna drive that with every every once in a while take a kid for a drive and i'm gonna pass that to my kids you know because not because it's valuable in the sense of like it's worth a lot of money but it's valuable in the sense that i put the work in this time i put the work in you know like i i don't man that's like my that's like my moby dick man that's the one that got away that mgb it haunts me dude it really does yeah i relate to that i every car that i've ever bought i've i don't know how many i've had maybe you know five or six cars over my life at this point maybe a few more i've only ever bought like a shitty car and then i just with the intent of i'll just drive it until it breaks down and that's what i've done and i actually bought one car that i was ready to get it ready to go and actually try and make it nice and then i had to sell it because we moved again so (laughs) that's my uh that's my next goal is yeah like i'm looking into getting a truck soon i'll probably get something cheap and hopefully i can 
make something make if you something could of it. if but you could, i don't know shit about could, cars man I don't know no no that. neither do i that's the thing i i can change my brakes and change my oil that's about it but if you were gonna let's say do you do you have one in mind that you would like fix up with your son and pass it on to him kind of a thing oh i don't no i don't have any like uh i'm, I'm not a car guy there's no car in mind that i'm like ooh, that's it that's a nice car i just like cars that work and I've, okay. I've never, no, that's I've never had I mean, one that's I'm not really I'm not really a gear queer either, but gear like queer? I've never heard that term before. You never heard that term? Oh no. You know, I, I'm not I'm not big into cars. I'm I've never and I think we've talked about it before actually on the show where it's like I, I just you know if it gets me to A to B, I'm good. But like just it's it's really just because that was the car where literally I sold it and I saw the potential like slap me in the face, hmm. you know, like he literally came back three weeks, four weeks later and it was so gorgeous and it sounded so good. Like it had like the, it had like a, a muffler of some kind that was like popping and shit. And it was like so good. And I was like, God dang. And I, I mean, I was 16, 17 years old. Right. So I don't know. I, I was stupid you yeah. know i didn't put the work in man i didn't put, put the work, work in. in yeah you gotta put the work and in. now i'm at a position where i know that i could you know That's and good. you will you will do it i, I have to right like That's i, I kind of I'm not gonna die until that's done. So I know that I'm gonna kick around until at least that's done. So that's good. Go. The MGB Doug's MGB segment on the Why Bitcoin podcast coming coming soon. All right, dude. Let's. Uh, that was a good chat. I told you. See, sometimes we don't need to. We talked about Bitcoin. Did we talk about Bitcoin today? I think so. Enjoy the. We it talked about us. the attitudes of Bitcoin. The attitudes of Bitcoin. That's a great, great title. Okay. Well, you guys probably already read that. Uh, let's. Shall we move on to? Um... Doug's phone cue of the week. Sure. Let's move on to that. What was it? I don't know. You put in the stinger. Which stinger did you put in? Did you put in the cue for you, listener? Or did you put in the price check? Mm, I put in uh, the cue for you. Okay. It took me a second. Hang on a second. Wait, shit. Uh, I'm going to have to go back and listen. Because you said a really good title and I didn't write it down. So now The I Attitudes of Bitcoin. The attitudes of Bitcoin. Hold on. Bitcoiners, maybe. Yeah. Write it down. Okay, guys. Every, every week we... <laughs> I'll, I'll do your thing while you're figuring that out. Every week we ask you a question where you can respond to us, whether it be on our email or in Spotify. If you scroll down on Spotify, you can find a link or a, a thing to click on where you can respond to a question. And this is going to be actually... Oh, yeah. I forgot. We, we changed it to Doug's Fun Q. That's what I should have done. I still have it for cue for you, listener. Doug's fun cue. So do you have a Doug's fun cue today? I do. This week's question is, what is your retirement goals? <laughs> and why do you think you need to wait until 65 to get to them? Yeah, that's a good way to ask that. That's a good way to yeah. ask that. 
Thank you. That's what it is. It's like if you have a, a, a dream of retiring and doing something, if you want to travel once you're retired, like just just do that now. What the hell are you waiting for? Absolutely, dude. I would love to travel more. I really would. But I'm not vaxxed, so it's a rough life, rough life out there. <laughs> can't get around. <laughs> they won't let me get around until I get my sticker. Okay. Uh, and with yeah. that, let's move on to why Bitcoin presents your weekly price check. That's right. It's absolutely time for the Why Bitcoin podcast uh, price check. Price check. <laughs> almost, almost did it this time. What's going on almost with the price? I don't time. even know. It's uh, okay. So hold on. I I haven't even pulled. You know what? Okay, well, Jeff? I'm going to tell them what... this conversation. Yeah. So much. I haven't even pulled up the price once. I barely. Usually, look at the I kind of check it during the show. I really rarely look at the price anymore, guys. If you're new to our podcast, uh, what a fun episode that you rolled upon. What we do here. This is a Bitcoin podcast, and I feel like it'd be a crime if we didn't talk about the price at least for a short moment so what doug and i have decided to do is play a little game amongst ourselves what we do is we make a guess for what the price of one bitcoin is going to be at the following recording of our podcast and whoever is closer gets a point at the end of our season we tally up who has the most points and that person wins a spot filled with a bunch of sats from the other person if we have a guest on which we aim to every uh, second show or so we will ask our guests to play and they will make a guess. And if they're closer, we'll add 5,000 sats to the pot. We are currently, so with that, uh, we are currently sitting at a pot of 115,000 sats between the two of us. Doug is uh, in the lead with six points. I have four points. And let's uh, look at the scores from last week. Do you have them pulled up? I don't, I don't have the scores. I have the numbers. Okay, well, yeah, whatever. Right. Right. So uh, you said forty-two thousand, four ten, and forty-two cents, and I said thirty-nine thousand, five hundred and forty-one and ninety-eight cents. Mm. And right now I have Bitcoin at forty thousand, seven hundred and eighteen and seventy-four cents. So it's another one for you, I think, right? Yeah. You yeah. 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 I'm. 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 The big know, bitch man. bear. The bears have won every the time bitch, so The far. bitch bear. Yeah, the bear is the kind of the way to go this season, apparently. It's always so, we're we're bearish here on Why Bitcoin podcast. Don't say that, dude. We're not going to get any of the. We're not bearish. We're we just, look. We look. We. I, dude. I love cheap sats more than anything. That's my favorite. You know, I honestly have been going. Even hmm, how do we say this? Even though I know I'm losing, quote unquote, when I buy from the, uh, I posted this a while ago with the uh, the ATM in oh, my yeah. town. Yeah, yeah. I still I still trade my my fiat cash dollars for it, even though I know I'm losing because they actually price it higher by yeah. like two thousand sats. Do they KYC you on that booth? Well, they they set the, just K. The only KYC is my uh, my phone number. Okay. Because my, Which I, I ask because I'm going to change my phone out eventually, so I don't care. But well, there you go. Yeah, the ATM by my place, you need to like 
put a picture of your ID in. So oh no, yeah, it I don't defeats do the purpose. So I don't use no. it. <laughs> no, I will. I will give a shout out to Athena and like. They screw you because they, they charge you 75 cents for the transaction fee and they also price the Bitcoin higher than what it's sitting at generally by about 2,000 sats. But I buy it 20 bucks cash, you know, or 50 bucks cash or whatever it is. And I only have to put my phone number in and it goes right to my moon wallet. So That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. So shout out to Athena, even though you're raping me, that's fine. Whatever, I don't care. Because I'm still buying sats, dude. Like, at the end of the day, I don't care. More sats is more sats. More sats is more than I had yesterday. So right on. So, all right. So what what are we at then, balance-wise? You have seven points. I have four points. The pot is 115,000. The price of one Bitcoin is 40,700. And next week, uh, we're going to take 30 seconds and make a guess of what we think it's going to be next week. Starting now. All right, Jeff. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, Uh, I'll go first. Yep. I think next week at this time, the price of Bitcoin is going to be 40,000 even, right across the board, all zeros. Interesting. Okay. And what I went, I went with an even number as well. I went 42,500 even, 42,500. Okay, okay. So let's see. I actually have a better feeling about yours, not going to lie. Who knows, really do. man? We don't know. The price doesn't no, matter. No, we don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's a fun game. It's a fun game. That's all it is. Yeah, sometimes we get close and it's exciting. All right, dude. This was <laughs> this was a uh, fun show. I want to talk to you, listener, for a second. Hey, if you made it all to the end, all the way to the end, we really appreciate you listening. That's really cool. Um, if you come back to our show every week, that's even cooler. If you share it with a friend, then you're super duper duper cool. <laughs> that's so lame. Uh, that, that'd be awesome. Uh, if you, I don't even think I said at the beginning where to find us. Hey, if you want to find the rest of our podcasts, you can search why Bitcoin question mark in any of the podcast apps, or you can go to whybitcoinpodcast.com. Ooh, uh, we better get this in here we didn't i don't think we said any financial advice we were just two dudes talking i guess you've realized that by now you should do your own research go look at some more podcasts read a book and what else oh if you want to find me on the internet you can find me at why bitcoin j uh i pretty much only post jokes now that's that's what i do with twitter i just post things that make me laugh and retweet things that make me laugh i don't get in arguments anymore that's that's how i've calmed myself down we also have what's what else? oh uh if you want to uh participate in doug's fun q you can email us at ask at gmail.com uh we also have our why bitcoin twitter account 
I guess Doug, are you gonna are you gonna try and use it a little bit more? I'm kind of monitoring it. Okay. I did today, so it's uh, ask why Bitcoin underscore. You can go there. No, it's just um, why Bitcoin underscore. We should probably change it to yes. Ask that's why. that's what it is. I'm sorry. It's why Bitcoin, Bitcoin underscore. underscore? I knew that. I knew that. That's fine. It's cool. It's right good. On. I think we uh, I think we did all the stuff, and you won. So the only thing I would say, other than that, is that um, if you guys like what you heard, and you want to throw a few sats our way, you can definitely check us out on the Breeze app. Um, there is also actually a new app that we're on, which is called Fountain. Oh, yes. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if they're cool or not, so I would recommend Breeze first. Breeze is probably the future, in my opinion, because uh, the Breeze app, it literally takes out all advertising and it just if we if we're saying something that's interesting to you, then you can kind of either pay by the minute or you can just drop a donation, which is appreciated always. Uh, and then Fountain, I think, kind of works the same way, but they're wonky and they've been kind of hard to work with. So maybe they'll straighten up and fly right. I don't know. Anyways, right on. Yeah, man, that's good stuff. Breeze is cool. I like Breeze. Yeah, Breeze is great. I like Breeze. Okay. You All can, right. Uh, you can take us out, big boss. All right. Yeah, I did. I won this week, didn't I? Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for for joining us to the end of this uh, broadcast. Every week, Jeff and I, we try to answer the question for you, why Bitcoin? And hopefully this week, what you got is two two main reasons. Why Bitcoin? Well, first of all, money, right? And the second answer is life attitude. Bitcoin solves the problem of money, and it solves the problem of life attitude. That's it. That's why Bitcoin. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for joining us. All right, cut. Cut.